My name is Nicole Marino, and this is my presentation on the supernatural Gothic, specifically ghosts and revenants. In Gothic literature, the past returns to join the living with sickening force. The dead rise from their graves to return to haunt those who had wronged them before their death. These spirits and revenants present themselves through stories passed through the generations and become a crucial yet horrifying connection to the afterlife. They become the glue that keeps us tethered to the pieces of history that can be tempting to try and avoid, to keep us accountable for examining the faults of our predecessors so we might not make the same mistakes ourselves. The Gothic genre is characterized by gruesome narratives, dark scenery, and supernatural elements. Much of the allure surrounding the genre comes from the suggestion of supernatural and inexplicable events. This includes characters appearing as ghosts, spirits, and revenants. As a genre overall, it creates a world of doubt, centered on the supernatural and spiritual. Its goal is to create the idea of the possibility that there could be things beyond human reasoning or knowledge. The paranormal offers us a new and sometimes controversial perspective on life. These revenants and supernatural entities taunt our mortality, as well as our desire to understand the world and make sense of traumatic events. These spirits play an integral part in our lives, but also as characters acting as catalysts and parasites in literature. When examining ghosts in literature, there are many themes that occur consistently throughout the gothic genre. Common characteristics include ghosts as protean entities, protestations of social norms, and a connection between the unspeakable and uncanny. Ghosts written into pieces of literature often emerge from their time, which would explain why Jacobians saw ghosts wearing pale shrouds and Victorians saw them draped in black bombazine. Going beyond this, themes and characters that appear in literature are usually direct results of the society that the author wrote within. As the practice of spiritualism began to grow in the Victorian era, there was a sudden spike in interest in the supernatural. The gothic genre began to take shape as authors and artists incorporated these tropes into their work. The ghost stories from the Victorian era operated on two distinct levels, entertainment and commentary on cultural phenomena. They acted as a way for cultural issues and criticism to be addressed without any direct confrontation. In this same vein, these stories act as vessels, and in many ghost stories are a way to represent collective guilt. These ghosts alter depending on the fears of the intended audience. It seems as if they understand us and our stubbornness to try and outrun the past, but they always catch up to us in the end. Ghosts in literature often occur as a protestation of social norms. In modern ghost stories, they tend to protest norms such as slavery, Jim Crow laws, and mass incarceration, for the most part objecting to the norms that killed them. In Jesmyn Ward's Sing Unburied Sing, for example, where the main idea of the book is based on the fight against racism, specifically through the mass incarceration of people of color, Ward uses ghosts as a way to painfully tie the past back into the present. These norms are protested using settings like Parchman Prison to highlight underlying systemic racism and a sort of modern-day slavery rooted in the country's obsession with mass incarceration of underprivileged families. One of the main ghosts in the book, Richie, was a 12-year-old boy at Parchment who ultimately met his end within the penitentiary. He returns years later to haunt the family in a final attempt to find peace by seeking the truth behind his death. Richie is one example of many within this novel and the gothic genre as a whole that brings to light the struggle to live with the horrors of the past when they choose to rejoin the present and the dead who won't stay buried. 
Stories that consist of and rely on the existence of ghosts are prevalent in most societies and tend to be accompanied by cultural implications. In the United States specifically, they feature slavery and the mistreatment of native tribes. This includes the use of the trope of American Indian burial grounds as an explanation for supernatural events and hauntings. These stories passed down through the generations are constantly being reinvented by people to talk about what they fear and are haunted by. As a society, things that are valued within a culture can usually be found within these generational stories. And over time, our values change, and with them, our fears and the monsters that follow us. Within the indigenous Gothic exist tribally specific monsters. For example, the Elkhead Woman from the Only Good Indians that was based on a Native American legend. In North American indigenous mythology, there exists the tale of the Deer Woman, a deer spirit associated with fertility. In some stories, she is depicted in animal form, sometimes in human form, and most often as a mixture somewhere between the two. She is portrayed differently throughout many stories, but always appears to fill a boogeyman archetype. While she is con typically considered to be a benign spirit, she operates on getting revenge over those who have ignored or transgressed important cultural and sacred norms. She is a meticulous and intelligent spirit who is good at manipulating people and situations. Her sinister nature is revealed as she slowly drives her victims to a state of madness and instability. She stalks her victims relentlessly, patiently waiting to catch them while they're vulnerable. The monster that is discovered in The Only Good Indians is based on this legend. When a hunching trip turns into a massacre, ending with Lewis and his friends killing a pregnant elk and her baby, the spirit comes back years later, seeking revenge over their deaths. She is obsessed with tracking down the people that played a role in her downfall and would stop at nothing to avenge herself and her child. The elk in this story has the power to affect not only the characters, but the situations that they're trapped within. Her idea of seeking revenge hinges on the death of those who wronged her, but she only actually kills a police officer and a dog. While there are these select times when she is directly responsible for a character's death, she also has the ability to manipulate circumstances to get them killed indirectly through racist violence. Part of the spirit's mode of operation is the slow descent into madness. By driving them insane, she turns people against each other and causes them to make choices they wouldn't have otherwise made if they were thinking rationally. Before their death, she turns them into the monster and killer and forces them to live with that knowledge. This spirit in particular is so disturbing because she knows exactly how to make someone lose their sense of reality. She plays a nasty game of psychological warfare with each of them, weakening their mental states. She achieves this in many ways, including her ability to change form. This is inherently uncanny because she occupies the space as a human, but is very obviously not. By making her appear in this way, her character becomes increasingly disturbing it's harder for the reader to distance themselves from the story. She's different, but can appear human enough that it's uncomfortable because it encroaches on our sense of humanity and what we know to be familiar. Jones uses this monster, along with related themes of horror and slasher fiction, to call attention to inequalities that Native Americans face. The Dear Woman-inspired monster motivates this idea because there's an emphasis on finding justice and punishing wrongdoings, which is what the spirit is known for culturally, as well as implicating the reader within the narrative to immerse them in scenarios and current events that are easily overlooked by the majority. 
The Gothic is intended to give us the experience of the sublime and to entertain the possibility of things beyond human explanation, outside the limits of our everyday lives and rational expectations. A related aspect to the sublime is the unspeakable, which is often in reference to historical trauma. When thinking about the unspeakable, contact with the uncanny is a major recurring theme. Monsters and the undead are linked to the living, and these supernatural beings are often a huge contributor to healing. In Gothic literature, these monsters exist, but aren't necessarily simply a destructive force. This is seen in cases like Beloved. In spite of her malignant efforts, the Revenant acts as a catalyst of growth for many of the characters, forcing them to come to terms with their past and the horrors in which they were forced to partake. In Toni Morrison's Beloved, the characters are haunted by a revenant that is believed to be the ghost of Sepha's oldest daughter. It calls heavily upon supernatural elements, specifically ghosts in the undead, following the convention of horror often accompanying Gothic literature. Sepha is heavily affected by her past in slavery, and Beloved's return reopens old wounds and forces Setha to relive her enslavement and the choices she was forced to make decades before. Beloved's motives seem to become malevolent and dangerous to those she has the ability to affect as the novel progresses. However, her character stands for more than the reincarnation of Setha's daughter and a parasitical being, but a tangible and inescapable protestation of slavery as a social norm. In Gothic literature, there is a focus on the power of constraint and transgressions of autonomy. There are often extreme differences in power dynamics and entrapment. These scenes of extreme threats can be physical or psychological. Ghosts of past traumas aren't always restricted to physical locales, but have the power to turn the mind itself into a prison. Beloved, for example, introduces the escaped slaves as free from physical bondage, but still heavily impacted by their psychological wounds. It attempts to incorporate the horrific history of slavery back into society's consciousness. This form of haunting presents the denied ghost of the past integrated back into the nation's contemporary identity. In the case of Beloved, Setha is a representation of America's historical conscience, who is haunted by a revenant, which stands for the nation's past rooted in slavery. This is exemplified by Setha's decision to kill her baby, to keep her from enduring a life of slavery as she had to. Tuck Thompson, an associate professor of anthropology and communications, examines the fears and motivations behind ghosts and spirits being drawn into literature. His claims stem from the idea that these monsters are us, in a sense. They are that very dangerous part of us, and it's good to recognize and be afraid of those evil parts of yourself. Thompson's research argues that although a physical monster in the form of Beloved exists, the most horrific theme is the capability carried by humans. More specifically, whatever darkness that existed inside Setha that had the ability to possess her to kill her daughter, even for a noble goal. The Gothic genre is especially helpful to examine societal issues and the impacts that they have on past and future generations. It takes problems that have been overlooked and puts them under a microscope using themes that people will listen to because they're intriguing and enigmatic, specifically ghosts and the supernatural world as a whole. These inherited violences and traumas are painful and it can be particularly tempting to run and force yourself not to feel it. These ghosts haunt the characters and force the readers to stop avoiding the tough truths. 
Most of the time, we hear stories from the point of view of the repressor, but never the repressed. It's hard to go against a majority opinion or group think, and using the Gothic gives some of the power back to the repressed. It forces the reader to acknowledge struggles and hardships experienced when an escape from our internal ghosts is hard to find and accept traumas of the past without letting us forget them. These ghosts are relentless and patient, knowing exactly how to infiltrate our consciousnesses and force us to examine ourselves in society and who we choose to become through choices we made but can't reverse.